What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Let's go. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's intercepted. At the 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Salty Champions, that is. World. I've never actually liked calling the Super Bowl. I like to say Super Bowl. You know, it's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing whenever they say that. However, the title of the book that I wrote for the last Super Bowl victory is World Champions. Yeah. So that is what people say. Well, how about this? Super Bowl 55 champions. Well, yeah, and also I would say I doubt that there's a better football team out there in the entire world than the Buccaneers right now. There isn't. So So, I don't know what that would look like. That means World Champions (laughs) right here, right now. Gosh, I never thought this would happen again. You didn't think it would ever happen I again? thought it would, but gosh, you know, 18 years is a long time. Well, I, I never go into a season thinking it's going to happen that season. Yeah. But I really did think at some point we would get back here. I thought this season we were going to make a run until until we got hot. And right back to what I said many, <laughs> many salty dogs ago, play well in December. I think you, you, you moved that bar. You're, you're always talking about a different month. The team gets to November, know itself in October. I think you used to say Tony Junji said you get to know yourself in October. No, no. He would say that November, December is when you have to play good football. Well, I would argue it helps to play good football. Well, yes. All of the, but yes. this was a predictable path for these Buccaneers because of Tom Brady and all the additions mm-hmm. and no offseason or no – preseason and, and it was clear it was obvious while it was happening so it's not revisionist history in any way no nope. we were talking everybody's talking about it at the time things were right. a little on offense things were, there was a bit of a struggle early on um because you know it, bruce in one of these i think it was yesterday's press conference after the super bowl uh he was saying he remembers flying to new orleans and talking to tom brady and they were like okay now what does this play do? Yeah, I, I saw, yeah, yeah. You know, they, and who's that guy? And so you think way back to the interception that Brady threw in his very first game as a Buccaneer uh, pretty early on, mm-hmm. and it, it appears at the time, and it seemed to be a miscommunication with Mike Evans. And, and that's exactly what it was. But yeah. by the time they get out of the break, it's all coming together. Well, yeah, and then you, the last game they lost was against Kansas City, Kansas City. and boy, that looked like a beatdown in the first quarter. Yes, very good point. Did they score three touchdowns in the first quarter? Was it twenty-one nothing? Well, I can't. I'll look remember. it up. I, I know. I know. Hill I, had two immediately. Yeah, I know. Here's a question for you. You know, you hear sometimes that was the last loss the Bucks took, right? Correct. And you'll hear sometimes the coach say that's the best thing that ever happened to us. Yeah. I think I've heard uh, coach talk about that about the Chicago game, or maybe it was Bruce. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jason Lai was saying he 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 was talking to Bruce. He was saying how much that Chicago game still bothered him. And Bruce Aaron said, that's the best thing that ever happened to us, mm-hmm. I guess, because it made them on the flight back. They're like, we can't keep beating ourselves this way. Right. We have to fix these problems. I will take you to the Kansas City game and say that the fact that we played Kansas City in, what was it, late November? Uh-huh. That could be the reason why we won the Super Bowl so convincingly. I 
does it happen the same way if we don't play that game? Because think about that, Jeff. That was like a that was a dry run essentially. It was a rehearsal, uh-huh. and it was a chance to f- to see what did and didn't work against Patrick Mahomes in that offense, right? Yeah, no question. So what if you didn't have that dry run and you go into the Super Bowl and your idea is the way you started the first game against Kansas City, which clearly didn't work? No, you could have been in a big hole. Yeah. So um, let's see here. Points well taken. It was. This Kansas City game in Week 12, it was 17 to nothing mm-hmm. after the first quarter. Okay. For the next seven quarters, and, and, and Todd Bowles adjusted after that, and we almost came back and won, right? 27-24 was the final score. Yeah. For the next seven quarters against Kansas City's incredible offense, they scored one touchdown. One. Crazy. One touchdown over seven quarters against Kansas City after they saw what was and wasn't working on. So – you can never say definitively, but I think it's fair to, to, to say that it's a dang good thing the Buccaneers got to play the Chiefs in Week 12. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the last Super Bowl. They got to play the Raiders. Yeah, they got to be the Raiders, <laughs> yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, having an idea of what your opponent is going to do. Well, know your opponent, know your enemy. So, you got, you got on one hand, you got Todd Bowles playing a lot more, I think, like um, almost the entire game. With two high safeties, yep. sometimes making it look like it wasn't two high safeties, then one dropping back before the snap, playing man underneath, and only blitzing like five times I, the entire game. I was surprised by that. Not at all. Well, I know, but the thing was is that I didn't realize that until after the game was over with because uh, how much pressure was well, going Well, two on. things. Because the, the four-man rush did so incredibly great. Right. Um, but also because there were times when a corner like Sean Murphy Bunting was, was going after the quarterback, but it wasn't a blitz because it was still only four people. See my point? Uh-huh. So you still had seven people in coverage. It might be Shaq Barrett or JPP or something, but you still had more of a blanket coverage back there. And Devin White and Levante Davis, David were marvelous covering the middle of the field, right? Just fantastic. And that allowed yeah. the safeties to be deeper. And they didn't hit a deep ball the entire game. They didn't hit one. They hit, they hit a couple good shots to, you know, slicing shots to Kelsey down the middle, and that was their best thing they could do, and that uh-huh. was about it. So – uh, you got Todd Bowles not blitzing. I think he blitzed maybe five times the entire game, according to Next Gen stats. Yet the Buccaneers got four man pressure, something like twenty six pressures. On it was the highest rate of pressure of any of any Super Bowl since they have these statistics available. Did um, if Patrick Mahomes could have run north and south rather than <laughs> east and west, did they would have won four hundred. <laughs> was it Gen? Did you see that stat? Four hundred ninety seven yeah. <laughs> yards he ran before throwing the ball or getting sacked. Unbelievable. I no. saw. Go ahead. I'm just thinking about how tired everybody looked from running around. I mean, defensively, we did well not getting worn I out. I think part of it was we were rotating a lot. I remember you'd be watching one, one rush, and it's like Steve McClendon that's chasing him. And yeah, the next one yeah. it's Vita, and the next one it's Golston. So they were they were rotating a lot, and, and yeah. they were getting in there. And uh, uh, so I, my, one of the, my favorite little graphics I saw, it, it had like lines drawn on the field for all of the, um, the I guess you'd almost say routes that uh. – that, uh, Mahomes ran right. before he threw the ball or was sacked, and they were like all over the place. You it was thought, like this giant flower. You thought you were looking at a hurricane spaghetti map. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> and then, but they had superimposed on the bottom of the same chart to all the moves that Tom Brady ran, all the steps he ran before throwing, and it was just like this almost this time. It was almost a dot. Yeah, he basically never had to move, and if it was a move, it was just maybe a couple steps I, up or back. I can't. Say Which enough is, about the O line. Yeah, yeah, cannot say enough about the O line. They did an I incredible mean, job. It, Amazing, amazing how much time he had. One sack, and I don't think he was hurried hardly ever. Mm-mm. Other than that. And and the, um, I, I don't know. It, it, there was so much going on that day, as you well know, and you know where we were. We were out in the 
Yeah, I, mean, I actually did end up in the press box, by the way. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you know, you weren't uh, you No, weren't I wasn't down. subject on. You were, you I just were thought I was. Moaning and groaning about how hot it was going to be. It was hot. <laughs> I was afraid it was going to rain on my laptop, though. And then, and then, yeah, well, you got to come to our... our, our uh, I liked your booth. It was it was breezy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a wooden shed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a wooden shed built in front of a half wall that a few weeks ago had been a whole wall. Yes. That's the kind of stuff they were doing in the stadium. They were actually taking out walls in certain places to create mm-hmm. sight lines for radio booths and things like yeah, that. Yeah, we, we got It was moved. a big deal. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. We, we were moved, well, we finally three times we got <laughs> moved. Uh, our radio booth was not operating totally until 7.30 Friday night oh I was my. here. You were probably I, a little bit nervous. I, I have to tell you, I enjoyed this one, no matter how, <laughs> no, I did, as cranky as I was. Salty. Yeah, very salty. Wow, yes. Um. You know, going through the first Super Bowl, I didn't enjoy it as much because I had too much going on. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, and this particular one, I did enjoy having the two weeks off, got to soak it all in. That was better. Much better. I will say that um, I enjoyed this one a little bit less because oh. I didn't have as many. I basically got to go to the Super Bowl, got to enjoy most of it, did you know, did stories, did a story after the game. But still, you could go to the locker room. We were on the buses afterwards. With play, I still remember talking to G, yeah. you know, getting up on the bus that G, uh, Rich McKay was on and uh-huh. and telling the, everybody on the bus this this interesting you know stat about the Super Bowl win and everybody's high fiving and cheering. Didn't get to do that. I'm. It doesn't matter. Believe me, I know no. the, the people that won this Super Bowl got to high five and uh-huh. hug everybody uh-huh. and uh-huh. have an incredibly awesome locker room. And I'm so glad for those guys. And it doesn't matter how it affected me at all. No. But I'm just telling you, it was it's it felt a little more sterile. Because of that, that remove. Well, and all which of, had to be done. Sure, no question, and that and that is true. It it's a great experience, but it was a different experience, and that, and even for the fans. I mean, you have to. Yeah. yeah. You look in in Tampa Bay, how crazy the sports teams were this year. It's, <laughs> it is just. I, it's too it, bad the Rays didn't go all the way. It, but they still did. They made, yeah, well, yeah, they made it to the – they did, just didn't win it. They made know? it to uh, World Series. Five or six games in the uh, World game Series? Game six. Game six. Yeah. So – if you think about that, when was I mean we're gonna have to look at that. When was the last time all yeah. the sports teams in a town? Now uh, Boston, maybe the 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 Raptors Raptors are here from Toronto. Yeah. So now they gotta live up. Didn't to the, the didn't the Rowdies win too? Yeah, and they did. Yes. This or is the, the city of yeah. champions, oh, wow. the Bay Area of champions. I I I. All in all, I'll I'll tell you when it was scary though. It was scary about five o'clock in the morning when that storm rolled through. On Sunday morning. Did you sleep through that storm? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I didn't know there was a storm. Oh, my gosh. Maybe it was worse where you were. It was lightning. You know how the weather can be totally different a mile away. This this is pretty solid blanket through. Major lightning, uh, major rainfall. Hmm. um, I generally sleep through storms. In fact, at like 6 o'clock in the morning, I got a text Saying, "Do not enter. Do not come to the state. Do not enter this. Do not come to the stadium. Do not enter the stadium if you are there. Stay in your car oh. because of an alert." It's funny to think about that there were actually people trying to get in the stadium at six a.m., which I believe completely. There were people here at three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock in the morning. Some yes, yes. Lots were there uh, where people were working. Yeah. It's just and the, the the scope of this game has become so well, I enormous. Got here, I got here around eleven thirty. Yeah, I got here at two thirty, and that was too early. Yeah, I was here at eleven thirty. But anyway, but hey, I'm just saying this one is for me is sinking in kind of slowly. Oh, no question. No question. Like every now and then I go, holy, it 
It happened. I'm. We are actually at the stadium right now, and I'm looking out, and I'm seeing Super Bowl Fifty Five, and there's there. The stadium is now half between what Raymond James Stadium normally is, and <laughs> yeah. half between what the Super Bowl was. Yeah, we certainly only have one end zone. That's correct. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funky, but it is. Um, funky. When you get up, when you when you got when you got up funky. yesterday morning. Um, did you kind of have to pinch yourself? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, just kind of been. I, well, first, first of all, I've been working a little bit most yeah. of the time. You know, I I wasn't. I went home when I finally was done yesterday and tried to watch highlights as long as I could. But then get up in the morning and you got the right away in the morning. There was the the press conferences with Bruce and Tom Brady. So I, I was working a lot and I'm not complaining about that either. So there was it was just when there was these lulls that. It, and I'm at home. I'm not around any of my. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Fellow coworkers, and uh, it was cool to see some of them when I got here because mm-hmm. I hadn't had a chance to even just like fist bump. Or yeah, something. just go. Can you believe it? I was talking about um, the the Todd Bowles awesome game plan, oh, and my he's gosh. all of the praise that he's getting is is worth it. And you wonder if um, I mean I know it's just one game. Right, there are going to be some teams that wish they would have talked. Wish they would have waited, right? Yeah. I know it's just one game, and you could say that, and that's logical. But on the other hand, you could just say, well, maybe this was just. A, a great uh, uh, stage for people to be able to see how great Todd Bowles is, and it's it's kind of it's kind of surprising he's not a head coach right now. If you, it's it, great for us for oh, now. For now, yeah. it won't last. Well, unfortunately, when he was a head coach, he was a head coach for the New York Jets, and he was there, and people didn't think he did very a very good job. But now that he's been gone, and you look back at it, he did an awesome job with what he had to work with. <laughs> yeah. But, Sometimes it takes a while to come together. But what's so amazing, and everybody kind of forgets about it, but underdogs, we were favorites against Washington, underdogs against New Orleans, underdogs against Green Bay, underdogs against Kansas City. You had to win three playoff games on the road. Two of them against what I believe are going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. No doubt. And then the third. He's, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. He's if the only he, one you can't can stay healthy. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. He, so, so it, was, it was an incredible run. A magical season, as Tom Brady put it. Uh, you know that that run you just talked about. There's a, there's a number of things there. Um, only the fourth team to win three three road games because mm-hmm. they were first wild card team to win a Super Bowl since the Packers in 2010, mm-hmm. who also won three right. road games. It's hard to believe 2010 was the last time. Yeah. A, a wild card team. Yeah, yeah Aaron Aaron, well, Aaron Rodgers was in. That was the year that we were 10 and 6, and they were 10 and 6, uh, and the Giants were 10 and 6, and they won the tiebreaker. Right. And they went all the way. Uh-huh. They got hot at the right time. Sound yeah. familiar? No. So, in addition to joining the 05 Steelers, the 07 Giants, who beat Tom Brady and kept them from having the perfect season, and the 2010 Packers, the Bucks are now the fourth team to win three road playoff games and then, uh-huh. and then win the Super Bowl. You're a, you're a stat guy. You know. Th- these are the great things. We've been talking about these for, for the last couple yeah. of weeks. You you write about it for two weeks saying this could happen, uh-huh. and then you write about it afterwards. This it, it did, did happen. happen. Yeah. So no. uh, Buccaneers, um, they beat three straight former Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. That's never been done before. You, you beat the MVP of the National Football League. We beat this year. we beat the 2018 MVP, which was yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. We beat who who was it last year? Um, oh, it was Lamar Jackson. We beat the 2020 MVP Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, and Drew Brees had all been former. Super Bowl um, MVPs. Yep. Uh, the Buccaneers were the first team to ever score 30-plus points in 
four games in a single playoff because uh-huh. they scored 31, 31, 30, and 31. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Everybody, Maybe not in that order. 31, every, 30. What I love is everybody was saying that the Bucks had to score at least 30 points yeah, to win. I, say, I think I might have said to. that. You know, We I, did it, but we didn't have to. I think uh, I think um, I believe it was some kind of craziness that if for Kansas City not to score a touchdown, it was something like – Well, it's the first time that – Some it, kind of – Crazy odds, four hundred and one or something. Oh, I like think that. it'd be even more than that. Yeah, it was just crazy. Well, it's the first time they hadn't scored a touchdown in a game that Patrick Mahomes started. Yeah, really. It, it was oh. the first time that Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown pass since like the third week of two thousand nineteen. Crazy. Did you know? And he was incredible in this game. He was. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> Some yeah. of the throws he made. I I will say this, and I'm going to get salty about this, okay. and that is, um, the officiating. We need w- to talk about that. Yeah, which. Is it the timer you want? You want to go on that? I want to get back to where we were, though. Well, go where we are now. Okay, where were we? Uh, you were talking <laughs> about Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so playing so great, not scoring a touchdown. Sure, but glad some I'm, of, sure glad I'm listening. But some of those throws that he made—that's what uh, I was talking about. Yeah. Some of the throws he made, like the one where Shaq was spinning him around on the sideline, like 40 yards from the end zone, and he somehow spins and throws. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy had to dive out of bounds to catch it, but he got it to a guy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know, hey, know how he could see that he, guy. He was playing sandlot ball. He, was the, playing, he, he was had playing, to. Yeah, I'll run past the Buick and hang a left, <laughs> and I'll hit you. You know That throw that he made while horizontal to the ground, oh. it hit the target he was trying to throw it to in the face mask. Hey, crazy. That's incredible. Crazy. Now, I do have a complaint, though, about the people that are mm-hmm. rightfully giving Mahomes credit for all these incredible throws, but saying the Buccaneers got lucky because so many of them were dropped. And they called uh, that one a drop. They call one that Tyreek Hill didn't catch a drop. There was a flat-out drop by Travis Kelsey at one point on a ball right in his hands that no hand was in his face. But all these other ones that they're talking about drops are on these crazy throws. And there's like a – the one that Tyreek Hill didn't catch, I think it was Antoine Winfield, had his hand and, right. right up between Tyreek Hill's hands. He might have touched it, but if not, having a hand in your face makes it a lot harder to catch a ball. To yeah. me, that was a forced drop, not just a, oh, Patrick Mahomes had a great play and his guy let him down. Apparently, they weren't lucky that they didn't catch it. It appears that Kansas City didn't execute the play then. Yeah, I, I, I just I, think yeah. that I, a lot of – I actually think that our, our head coach, Bruce Arians, um, sometimes does the same thing, calling plays drops. Mm-hmm. And I know he's, he's hard on his players in, in a good way, and he, he wants them to make every play. But sometimes a drop is the result – of a real good defensive play, or the pass is really hard to catch, and I wouldn't call it a drop. And there was two or three plays that people, that analysts now, are as they write their stories about this game, are calling drops, which I would say was good defense. Yeah. But it does highlight what an incredible throw, what incredible throws that Patrick Mahomes is able to make. So on one hand, Patrick Mahomes did not accomplish the passing of the torch from Tom Brady and get himself one step closer to being the GOAT. Instead, Tom Brady solidified his status. He's the greatest of all times, and Patrick Mahomes couldn't knock him off when he's 25 and Brady's 43. If Patrick Mahomes ever gets to Brady's level of accomplishments, it'll be stunning and amazing, but he didn't get it by going through Tom Brady. No. So I like that storyline. I I like it too. All right, back to the refs. All right. Well, yeah, we can go. Or the officiating in general. I got got some really cool things to think about, though. Did you know that the team winning the coin toss has has lost the last now seven Super Bowls? No way. Yes. Wow. Yes. And amazingly, uh, the NFC has won 37 of 54 coin tosses. Okay. Well, that, that, that jives because I think the AFC has won like Mm-hmm. 16 of the last 24 now, Super Bowls. Now, here's the other crazy, the crazy one. The team scoring first, the team that scores Which first. Which Kansas City did. It is now 36-8, or 36-19. 
36 and 19. So they were 36 and 18. There was 36 and 18. So usually scoring first means so you're you win. You're, yes, correct. You know what other team scored first and lost? The Oakland Raiders yeah. in 2002. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, 2003 yep, in January. Yep. And with, with the um, the uh, also the team leading after the first quarter, 29 and 11. Are you doing my job so that with I have to? 14 and 14 game ties. So right now it's now 30 and 11. With 14 ties. Well, were we leading in the first quarter? No. Yeah, I think we were. We were. Okay. Because we went up, they went up three and then we went up seven three. Yeah, because right. Tom Brady famously That's right. threw his first ever first quarter touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, which mm-hmm. was one of the most crazy stats I heard the last And I'm going to give you one other craziness. Okay. All right. You seem to be doing my job. Is this because well, you want me to pack up the equipment when no, we leave? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was, this was because during the Super Bowl, we were. We were yeah, was, you're getting I, inundated with I was notes. Get, well, I was doing a lot. I was following you. I had a. Had a, 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 I actually had a guy in Atlanta who was shooting me stuff because we were. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Doctor Weiner. You've mentioned him before. And the problem is, is that uh, because of COVID, we weren't allowed to have as many people in our broadcast booth. But he was doing stuff, sending it to me. Um, interesting enough, ten point deficit only in the Super Bowl. One team has able to come back. It was probably the Chiefs last year, right? No, it was it. Well, at that point. Yes, them and also, but and and it was also Brady and the Patriots. Oh yeah, sure. Which was which was you. So you had the two people, the only two people that had ever done it. Uh huh. Because Mahomes that. did do it last year, didn't he? Right. I thought they, or was that two years ago? Right. So now let's. Was last year. So those are kind of interesting little stats that you kind of see. Now we were going to talk about the officials. At one point, the Chiefs had eight penalties, ninety-five yards in the first half. Yeah, that was. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Both are Super Bowl records. Oh, wow. The old record was seven penalties, 91 yards. And that was right after that exchange near the end. Um, first of all, since we're getting in this, uh, the Buccaneers scored a touchdown to go up 14-3. to uh, Then the Chiefs scored. They're held to a field goal, so it's 14-6. to And um, and there's a minute left. There's like 55 seconds left, and they kick it off to us. And I'm hoping we can just run it out, you know, mm-hmm. because I noticed they have three touch timeouts left. I, and know, we run the ball on first down, and uh-huh. they call a timeout. Yeah. And, and I, I – go ahead. I, I, I was going to Dave and Gene uh, talk about Green Bay first half, what what we did, what what the Bucks did. Well, so, and it was the Chiefs didn't out. learn any lesson there. That's what I mean. Because, for one thing, you got to understand how the other team – and its head coach approaches these strategies because remember the last time we were talking about the AF, the NFC Championship game, and at the time when we were in here covering it in the radio booth or the control booth, I was saying they I don't want them to go for this fourth and four or whatever uh-huh. it was, fourth and six around midfield with 30 seconds left right. because I didn't want to give the Chiefs or the Packers the ball sure. near midfield. Yeah, with yep. and But Bruce was aggressive and went for it, and once they got that first down, then he dialed up that shot to – to Scotty Miller, yep. which was aggressive. The other team needs to know that you're, that their opponent is coaching that way. So when they call a timeout after a run, this is I'm pulling a Tony Romo here by making up a conversation yeah. on the sideline. Yeah. But I'm thinking Bruce Arians is saying, "Oh really? Oh really? You're gonna call that timeout? We were gonna let you. We were gonna let. We were gonna run right. out the clock. Let uh-huh. you come in 14. You'd only down 14-6. That's one touchdown. Yep. That, but you called the timeout, so here we go. Game on. And he calls two passes, and they weren't like certainties. Well, the first one was a real quick hitter to, to Chris Godwin. That was you're probably ninety five percent you're going to complete that, so it's like a run. And then you had the next one to Rob Gronkowski to get the first down, 
right? And they used yep. one more. They used a timeout on third and four. So you're like, okay, man, we're going for it then. So they get the first down, and then he dials up the deep shot to Mike Evans, which was one of the penalties you were just talking about. Something like 34 yards on Bashad Breland because uh-huh. he tripped him. Another one that people complain about because Breland trips, and maybe per- intentionally or not, he trips Evans, which is a penalty. Right. And then it looks like the ball sails over Evans' head by 10 feet, but you don't know if he's allowed to take his last couple steps. He might be running right underneath it. And, oh, by the way, it's Mike Evans. <laughs> I will say um, that the next pass reference penalty on Tyran Matthew, um, I would be very upset if I were a Chiefs fan because it was it was clearly something you shouldn't have done. It, you can't just stop the guy on his route, hit him 10 yards downfield. Right. But the ball was – Tom was clearly throwing that away. It was 13 seconds left. Um and no timeouts, so you can't get sacked. So you you know exactly what your the office is going to do. They're going to call one quick thing, maybe take two reads, that's it, and then throw the ball away. And that's what he did. He clear to me, Brady was clearly throwing that ball away. Yeah, Mike wasn't open because he was being held up by Tyran Matthew, and that ball looked like it was very much un- uncatchable. It, <sighs> but on the other hand, it was a penalty. You're not supposed to do what Tyran Matthew did. Right. But if I were a Chiefs fan, I'd be yelling, that's uncatchable, that's uncatchable. Well, yeah. You can disagree. Well, you can disagree. That's no, I, I'm just saying that, you know, and we've been there before. When you lose, you're looking at all yeah, the reasons 100%. why. Plus, we won by 22 points. Yeah. So. And and in fairness, if you're a Chiefs fan, you would be kind of cranked up because um, six first downs by penalty is a Super Bowl record. You that's got all the, the records. Bucks, the Bucks got that. The old record was only four. So, you know, I can see where not only was it a penalty, but it was a penalty oh, they were that huge. gave new life. Well, the uh, one over. on the field goal. Yeah. Took three points off the board and then mm-hmm. scored a touchdown mm-hmm. on the next play. Yep. Yep. And that one was, I mean, that, I don't understand how a guy lines up that far off sides and doesn't realize it. He's looking down the line at the ball. But you have to call that. And I get that you're, you know, you have to let him play. You have no. to let him play. But, I, but you know, you have to call when. Those are the easy ones. I can yeah. understand. I mean, I don't know. There, there actually were some holding calls in this game, sure. which shows you how egregious the holding must have been. I think yeah. they had three of them. I know. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was so funny to go from that Green Bay game where you couldn't get a penalty at all uh-uh. for anything until, like, the last two minutes of the game. And this one. The flags were flying, right? And um, most of them, if you look back at them, they're legitimate. So sure, sure. No, the penalties made a big difference, but that goes back to way back to what week five and penalties killed us in Chicago. And uh, Bruce Arians and the team are like, "That's enough. We cannot do that to ourselves." And since then, in fact, that was the very next game that they committed zero penalties and turned the ball zero times mm-hmm. in the win over Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe maybe was Tom not sacked in that game either. Not in Green Bay. So since then, he had one sack. Sacks, turnovers, and penalties have went down immensely. Yep. Some stretches, the the Tom was never getting sacked. Yeah, it 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 was a. Um, I, I I can understand as a fan, I would I would be bemoaning that too. But I would also of the Chiefs. Have, yeah, of the Chiefs. But but I do have to say is they were dominated. They were dominated. They were dominated. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, it it just. And, you know, I understand about, well, the O-line wasn't what their O-line was. But well, you know that's what? That's true. It is true, but you got to play with what yeah, you got. No. And, but oh, was, by the way, our O-line didn't have our starters in either. We had – we were missing one. A good one, though. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all good. Well, I know, but, I mean, you would – when it started, were you a little concerned? 
Oh, you mean when Aaron Stenny started starting? Yeah. Yeah, of course, okay. because he was a complete unknown. Right. But after two games where he'd done pretty well. What did he do? He was. Yeah, how about that guy? Oh, I mean, phenomenal. Uh, made a big step up in his career. Now, you know, now he can teams can look at him and go, okay, that's a legitimate yeah. starter. You know that uh, 52-yarder field goal? Yeah. That's the longest <laughs> in Super Bowl history. You what? Know? Only six 50-yard field goals in the, have been in the Super Bowl. Well, there Super were two because each kicker had one yeah. in this game. Yeah. That's probably a, never happened before. Yep. And it was mostly irrelevant. I mean, it was cool. I'll, Brian take, it I'll take it back. It was the third longest okay. field goal in Super Bowl Sometimes history. the things you throw out there just don't sound right. All right. All right. Um, All right. Ryan Suckup hasn't missed a field goal in his postseason no, career. No, no. And we can say that now without any fear of jinxing. And him. I will say this because I have inside information. The specialties. The special team guys came here on Friday. Oh, well, they always and, do that. But I, 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 can you do it for a Super Bowl? Correct. And that was could. well. The reason why I was back and forth, and the only reason why it wasn't an unfair advantage is Kansas City could have come in on oh, Friday, they could have they to. and they didn't. They came in on okay. Saturday, so okay. they did. So, so, but that has been their routine to come over absolutely. here at the end of the week. Absolutely, every week. Uh, it would it would have not. It you know, seemed a bit unfair if they could. Everybody was talking about how the game, uh, the audience wasn't as large because the game started to get blown out. Um, at the ha- at half, okay, the leading team has won thirty nine games, <laughs> now forty. Jeff, you've done more research for this edition I'm of the just, podcast than every I, other one combined. I, I just went. I just these numbers are fun. I, 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 I know. I, but the only reason why I'm using them is because you love numbers. I and do. I, and I just want. I just want the salty dog fans to know that I'm here for pure humor <laughs> we, purposes. <laughs> but damn it, I can step up to the plate too. Uh, um, How's that? All right. Well, I mean, I, I can come right back at you with. All stats. right. Well, but before I did that, I wanted to talk because I was, I was talking about the Todd Bowles strategy, which clearly worked to absolute perfection. Um, but there was a pretty clear strategy on offense, too. And Bruce Arians said all of his coordinators, including Keith Armstrong, had awesome game plans, uh-huh. and the players executed them. On offense, it was pretty clear that we were going to – I mean, how many times did you hear number 73 is eligible? We used yeah. that jumbo – I would have thought it was more, but we used that jumbo package with six offensive linemen on 20 plays. That's got to be the most all year. It got to a point where – where it was interfering our broadcast. They have to announce <laughs> They have to it. do it every time. They have to do it every time. And if a guy forgets he between plays, yeah. you would think if you just put him in there once until he comes out, he's clear, but they have, yeah, to, they have no. to tell the ref every time. Every time. And, and you, then the ref has to say it every time. 73 has reported as eligible. Uh, right. Um, so we clearly wanted to um, run this jumbo line. Yep. Max protect to some extent. I don't know if max is the right word, but protect, give Tom Brady a lot of, a blocking mm-hmm. and let him pick apart a secondary that plays very aggressively. Yep. And um, it worked. He was, as we said, he was rarely pressured, right? Yeah. And, and just as a tangent, on the, on the flip side, I believe that the Chiefs used a five-man line, so didn't keep a tight end, which because Kelsey usually goes out, didn't keep a tight end or have an extra lineman on the field for all but five plays. You have two replacement tackles, one of whom has already been exposed in a previous Super Bowl when Von Miller ate his lunch. And uh, that'd be Mike Rimmers, yes, who actually started his career here, right? And has had a pretty good career, sure. But Mike Rimmers is not Eric Fisher, and Andrew Wiley, the right tackle, was the right guard, yeah. and wasn't even their right guard to start the season. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that was—I don't know how to pronounce his name—but that French guy who's a, the Canadian who's a doctor who's yeah. an incredible guy, Levar. What, what, what an interesting story. So I don't want to get off on that tangent. No. So they 
have these protection problems. We have a furious offensive front with guys like Shaq Barrett, JPP, and Dominican Sue. Barrett's playing the best football of his entire season right now. He's he was dominant in that and Vita game. Vita being in there. And Vita's a back. Big difference. Vita's back, oh, knocking man. people around. Again, two games that Vita Vey has played, he has a total of one tackle, but we can watch that game and know how much of a difference he made. Yeah, and just go back and see. So no um, yeah, it was him actually that that flushed Mahomes on that crazy play that ended up on the left sideline where he spun around and threw the ball to the backcourt of the end were zone. You, were you ever concerned that uh, that the Bucks weren't going to win after uh, the game started? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. Well, it was, mean, it's, 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 it's interesting that we all would be concerned. I, I would think it would be kind of I know, but sticking at, your head in the sand if you didn't think the Bucks could lose right. the game until but, it got to be like yeah. five minutes left. Yeah, but after it was over with – the Bucks only trailed for four minutes and thirty three seconds. So I, I can need you to, believe that? What I, I, need don't to, I, I, I set you up pretty good on I, that. I, huh? I don't know how many minutes we're into this one, and I'm just now figuring out that every time you you pause and then ask me a question, <laughs> you're just setting up one of these numbers for me. <laughs> they, so, they they led for forty five minutes yeah, and thirty seven awesome. seconds. How about that? That is but, a good thing. But in Super Bowl thirty seven, the Bucks led for forty one minutes and sixteen seconds, and only trailed that in that. Super Bowl for two minutes and 49 right, seconds. Right, because they got a field goal, then we got a field uh, goal, yeah, then we got another yeah. field goal. So the Buccaneers in that game, they gave up – uh, um, Brad Johnson's arm got hit and like his second or third pass of the game was intercepted. And then Simeon Rice had a huge third down sack from like the 10-yard line, uh-huh. and that forced them to kick a field goal. Yep. And then I believe the Bucks scored the next 38 points. Okay, so that game was 20-3 to at halftime. Uh-huh. I swear I had two different people who used to work for the Bucks who don't work for them anymore who were texting me and saying, did you notice that it's 21-6 at halftime this and it was 20-3 yeah, yeah. at halftime yeah. in, the other, in, the, in the other Super Bowl, and that's eerily similar. Uh-huh. And both games were the same thing. Right. They got an early field goal, then we dominated the rest of the way. Yeah, when Kansas City kicked the first field goal, Gene was like, wow, we're in good shape because we were trailing 3 nothing." Of course he remembers. <laughs> that's... That's pretty exciting. So um, back to Byron Leftwich. Oh, so you're you're running all these plays out of this jumbo package to to put a kind of a cliche term on it. I'm sure they have a better term for what they're doing, but um, this jumbo package. The great thing about it was the Buccaneers were. That's more of a running alignment. Uh-huh. The Bucks were able to run and pass out of that. So it didn't. It, the Chiefs couldn't just stack the box. Right, mm-hmm. they they had to still respect the pass, and it was a lot of play action. So we'd have a stretch where I, there was a stretch where Tom Brady made three straight very big completions on play action out of that jumbo line, and then we ran four straight times. I think it was Ronald Jones for like twenty yards. So this we could keep this what looks like a very predictable offensive package on the field, and still do everything we wanted to do, yeah. and still run the ball really well against the Chiefs' run defense. That was okay. Not great. Okay. Right. Chris Jones is very good. They've got a couple of good guys in the middle, but they're not a great run defense like our defense is. And so we're able to keep a balanced offense. We're able to run the ball. I think we had 145 rushing yards. Right. Which is, I mean, the whole postseason, our running game has been way better than it was, or at least used a lot more than it was during the regular season. So great game plan by Byron Leftwich. What I will say, though, is you look at – we just described Todd Bowles' game plan and we described Byron Leftwich's game plan. But if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you probably could have predicted these things. Right. Be- <coughs> Excuse wow. me. I was too far away from my <laughs> – I'm getting this all wrong. What? I'm going to push the button. Cough. 
And now yeah. I'm going to talk. Yeah. But I was too far away. I don't know if that, that, that long arms. You, you, you have the game plan down. Your execution sucks. <laughs> there you go. Which was not the case for us. No. And that's actually a great point because that's where I was going with that, Jeff. Well, Thank see, you. Uh, you didn't even welcome. need a, a fancy Boom. stat for this there one. You, you get the assist. There you go. After what the the Bucks, the Chiefs did to the Bucks' first defensive approach in Week 12 and the Bucks um, uh, adjusted, and uh, I can't tell you how many stories I read, and I've even written about it in leading up to the Super Bowl or talked about it on one of these shows or with Casey's shows when asked a question by a, a Bucks fan. It seemed likely that the Buccaneers would play a lot more too deep safety and man coverage underneath, and that's exactly what they did. Surely the Chiefs should have and probably did know this that the Bucks would do that. And they shouldn't have been surprised by our approach on offense either. Right. The way we've been running the ball with Leonard Fournette, you know, uh, and certainly not surprised when we take a deep shot or two because that's what we've been doing. Right. Certainly they shouldn't have been surprised when we took no. a deep shot at the end of the, at the, end of the first half. No. So, and, and they're smart. Andy Reid's a great coach, I think. Oh, they, yeah, they, they have a great coaching staff and a great team. And that's they a good were, foot, that was a good football team. They were the defending champions. So yeah. I'm not, what I'm pointing I've out is that. we only lost three games in the last. Like 28. Yeah. I, I um what, well that was the first time they lost a game by more than eight points in like a long long uh-huh. time. Well, what I'm pointing out is that the game plan, the game plans on both sides were excellent, but not exactly anything unexpected. So it really did come down, as you just said, to execution. Not only was the game plan awesome, but it was executed to perfection. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, it, and I'm sure every coach I, would say, I'm not out there on the field. We can help, but these are the guys getting it done. This coaching staff really um, came together. And what I, what I find, and you've been around this before, you've been in locker rooms where it was been a me locker room. And, oh, yeah. And sure. Those were not usually winning teams. Those weren't winning teams. <laughs> but in this particular case, and it was harder for us because we weren't in the locker room as much. But just by the play and by what people say, you could see where no one was worried about their own individual stats. Everybody oh, was con- sure. everybody was concerned about did, how are we going to win. Yeah. Did you do you think Mike Evans or Chris Godwin were even aware no. that, yeah, that that Mike Evans had? Where are my glasses, Jeff? I don't know. You don't have them. They're right here. What's, yeah, well, Mike Evans into the game with one catch for 31 yards, mm-hmm. although he did draw two he, very big yeah, pass interference, three, so, three pass interference yeah. calls. So, yes, he, he was – Well, had the to, one was defensive holding that erased the uh, interception. So, yardage-wise that Mike Evans made happen, it was more like about 80. Yeah. All the touch, uh, well, all the, all the scoring draw, all the touchdowns were from the new guys, new guys that came in. Right. But the reason why the new guys were able to do that is because you had to pay attention to yes. Chris Godwin. Right. You had to pay attention to Cameron Brait. You had to pay attention to to uh, Mike Evans. You know, you had Scotty Miller who get who was in there. So you had to pay attention to these people and Tom went with what was open exactly. and what he could do and which was Gronk a lot of the time. And he was there, and he executed when he had to. I I, I thought for a second that uh, Cam Brait was going to break it. He had that 15 yard <laughs> run. That was a run. great run. Did, it, so, did, have you seen the highlight? I loved There wow. was something about the way he caught the ball, turned up yep. field, and then the way he tucked the ball yeah. in. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he was about to get serious. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was like a little cartoon character. His feet were going like this, but he wasn't going anywhere. You know? <laughs> he, he, that was a good play. Yeah, it was a great play. Um, I'm glad he, you know, he has more yards in this postseason than any other Buccaneers tight end has in his career in the postseason. Wow. He already had the record before that game, so he just added what? Um, 26 more yards to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chris Godwin only had two catches for nine yards, but 
Do you think he's cares one bit? No. Well, and that's just it. And that, and that's the type of thing that, uh, um, and I guess this is the one sport that you have to be a team to win. Yeah, you know? sure. that's what I Tom mean, Brady always really, emphasizes. You really have to. And I, I think mean, a baseball team is a team more than like basketball, mm-hmm. but they still they're all sort one of guy doing their cha- stuff. Yeah, def- yeah. yeah, one, one guy, guy can, can really change the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you made a good point that um, you know, like it, this wasn't or it didn't end up being one of those cases where somebody's trying to put together a super team from scratch using free agency, right? It, you, that like that famous Philly team uh-huh. that, that was the dream team before they played right. a single game, uh-huh. but that's because they brought in a whole bunch of high priced guys to be their main guys. Uh-huh. Now we did that with Tom Brady, obviously, but, but he wasn't high priced. Well, okay, but he was the main guy. We yes. brought him in to be the main guy, but it was the main guy to a team that already had an offense in place and a great right. defense. And, but the one thing that Jason Light ownership, Bruce Arians, the coaching staff realized. They needed to make a change at quarterback. Oh, yeah. And if they were going to make it, he was the guy. Right. If they couldn't get him, they may not have made that they change. They may not have, yeah. And I wonder, you know? wonder how it would have gone. But I... and, and, you know, honestly, when you look at last season's uh, game, and this isn't the pile on Jameis Winston, but when you looked at games, 30 INTs, it changed a lot of games. Yeah. We just had, we just set the team record for the fewest turnovers in a season mm-hmm. this year, 17. And that's uh, it made all the difference in the world. Sure, and so you knew we didn't turn one over in the Super Bowl. You knew this was a good team, and I think this is where free agency really, really works. If if you're trying to build a team, as you just said, with just nothing but free agents, you're going to have problems. But when you just have a couple of pieces, and it's very similar to what John Gruden did when you know right. his he, first year. He you know it, you know yes, Tony Dungy had the defense, and yes, Tony did really well, and um. I think Tony would have eventually won a Super Bowl here if he would right. if he would have stayed, but that didn't happen. So, the, so the difference was John did make the changes because he thought that's what he needed yeah. to get over. He the already hump. had a quarterback though, so he's bringing in a third receiver like Joe Duravicius, mm-hmm. a second receiver like Kevin right. McCardell. He already had Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, he did kind of rebuild the offensive line. Yes, Ken Dilger. You know, the, it was a lot of guys that were kind of like, and that's yeah. what, and that's what, so. You know, if you're if you're a team bringing in if you're the Eagles and you're bringing in a guy who you want to be your number one cornerback and you sign a linebacker that you want to be the best player on your mm-hmm. defense and you sign two new receivers and and they're all supposed to be your best players, right. that's when winning the offseason often doesn't work. And the, right. and a lot of it was said about the Buccaneers derisively that we won the offseason, which is kind of like a, a yeah, it's an insult these days. If, uh-huh. if somebody says, "Oh yeah, good job, you won the offseason," you know what they mean by that. Didn't happen that way for because. Leonard Fournette, the Buccaneers already had Ronald Jones mm-hmm. and Keyshawn Vaughn and LaShawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. When they signed, when we got Rob Gronkowski, we already had O.J. Howard and Cam Brayton. Right. O.J. got hurt. Got hurt, right. Uh, when we signed Antonio Brown, we already had Mike Evans and Chris Goblin and all those other guys that mm-hmm. you mentioned. So th- none of those guys had to be your savior. No. They just everybody, filled all the cracks in the depth chart. And everybody just had to play, and they did. Ross Cockrell. <laughs> Coach loves to say how great of a, a signing that was, right? Yeah. I, we got Aaron Stinney off a waiver claim in mid middle of last season. And you drafted you you drafted uh, Matt Gay, and then it didn't work out, and you didn't wait because you weren't going to lose. You you you, ju- you just didn't have faith, so you got suck up to come in, and happily for Matt Gay, he's now with yeah, the, that's with, good. With, the he's doing great with the Rams. So he's he's a good player, but he just struggled when he was here. Well, he was being he was the problem was he was having problems making it consistently in training camp. Yeah. And they're seeing this and it's not getting better. And you could have waited it out. Sure. And hope that he got better. 
But that to me, and I, I've thought about this this year, was the number one sign to me along the way that this team was all in. Because basically what they were saying by bringing in Suckup in the last week and basically giving him the job over Gay after like two practices, yeah. just based on what they knew he'd done in the past, was saying we can't take the chance that everything we're doing works out and we lose games because of the kicker. Right. Can't take that chance. And they didn't feel good about it. They and had so to feel good about it. Suckup comes in and um, counting the playoffs makes something like, 36 of 39 field goals? It, it's. I almost feel like this is a Disney movie. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, where where the um, older quarterback, the old team, shrugs them off, decides, and I, and I don't know what happened in New England. It sounds it like been, the quarterback should be, should be played by Dennis Quaid. Yeah, I mean, it could have gone either way. I mean, maybe it was just time to move on. Maybe, maybe he wanted to move on. But either way, uh, um, there is never anybody – when you separate, it's never good. You know, there's never really good endings when players leave teams. It just does. It just never happens. It's never good. You mean when like a an aging, yeah, an older aging player, yeah, like Johnny Unitas with the Chargers, sure. Like that. It's yeah, Joe Namath going Namath. out, Colts, uh, yeah, uh, Rams, I believe. Rams. Um, yeah, when you have these great quarterbacks that you know have played so well, they want and then their last chapter. They want their last. They they want to pr- they want to prove one thing that they still can make it happen. And in this particular case, it, it, he did. So he, all of which is to say, there's only one Tom Brady. I the other people, nobody does what Tom Brady just did. The man is 43 years old, <laughs> and that's not old in life. No, but as a thank you for saying that. But as a um, as a professional athlete. In football, that's oh yeah, it's ancient. Uh, he's not ancient, clearly, but no, forty three is not supposed to be. No, but I think I liked I like what Bruce Arians said when when he when he talked to Tom Brady. I like that he said that if you come, we're going to win a Super Bowl because they felt like they did have the right. But then they didn't just sit on just Tom Brady. No. They started going, okay, no. if we got a chance to make ourselves and, better by grabbing this guy, and I and you have to you you know. Uh, we we always have Jason Light on during our broadcast, and he's very insightful about some stuff. And he made a comment that he had grown into the job. You know, it's one thing when you're you're Jason uh, had yeah Jason okay. Light had grown in the job over the last few years. He learned a few things. Right. He felt like he learned to trust his staff to, you know, open up more ideas. You know, when your butt's on the line. You, you want to be in control. You want to be in control. I totally. You, go, you don't want to go out because of somebody else's mistake. Right, but. When you learn to lead or when you learn to manage people, you learn to have that you have to have that. You have to listen to all of that. And I think you see Bruce Arians does that with his coaching staff. He, you know, it's very open coaching open coaching staff. It's not just this is how we're going to do it. This is the only way. Um, so I think that plays volumes. Jason Light, um, at this point, you cannot say anything other than a wildly successful hire. No question. Because – Whoever could build a roster this freaking loaded. It, it's hard to believe that this roster is this loaded. I, I would personally be willing to bet you, you rewind this before the game and ask ask some analysts, who do you think is going to win this game? I think the Chiefs will probably win this game. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is really mm-hmm. hard to stop. But if you ask them, which roster is better overall? Uh-huh. They're going to say the Bucks. Yeah. No. The defensive talent alone, the gap between us and the Chiefs was huge. And Mike Greenberg gets a – Yeah, sure. He, he helped them he, make it happen. He, he's uh, he's, he's the – and, Cap and, specialist. Yes, and and um, much more than that. And uh, coach likes to, or, or yeah, coach likes to point out how 
Jason and, and with help from guys like Mike have not only built this incredible roster, but we didn't mortgage the future. No. Like, we don't have a bad cap that, situation. And you do have a lot of guys we need to resign. Sure, sure. But you also have guys that have been willing to restructure their contracts right. to make things friendly. Right. Now, I, I, I think there's something to the factor of if you're a free agent on this team, let's say you're Leonard Fournette. You're a pending free agent. Yep. There is something to to say to the idea that there's a draw to want to stay on this team because mm-hmm. this team certainly could win another championship. Sure, um, they could be in the running if people but, stay healthy. But in addition, all of these guys are going to get paid. Yeah, handsome. A good amount somewhere. So any kind of thoughts of hometown discounts don't expect yeah, it to be very much. No, no. especially what guy, it does though is it gets these guys motivated to try to work it out. To stay well. Here. Well, you do have Shaq, you, you do have you know, you know Lenny leaving Jackson. He was the man in Jacksonville coming here. He wasn't the man, and then he ends up winning a Super Bowl. And well, he managed to hold his frustrations uh-huh. in. He listened to Grew. coaches telling yep. him, "Be patient. It's not easy." He, he listened, he's told us yeah. he was frustrated. Yeah, no, but he handled it. Yeah, and then when it came time, he became the man again. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he did what he yeah, boy, needed to do. Boy, was he the man. Uh, he had 448 yards from yeah. scrimmage. That's the ninth most in, for any player in any postseason ever. And, and you also have to realize, too, is that a lot of guys are underneath their first con- – like Chris Godwin, okay? Now, you know, Chris is a phenomenal player. Well, well you know, I hope he stays. But you know he's going to be courted. And he you, should be, and he and, should look for a good deal. And he needs to because that's his family. That's how yeah. it, it, it – But the Buccaneers it, are going to be motivated, and there's franchise right. tags and things like but, that. But a good example is Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett spent all his time in Denver, went to a Super Bowl with Denver. Wanted to stay in Wanted Denver. Wanted to stay in Denver. It doesn't work out. He does the free agency thing. He almost goes to Cincinnati. Right, I, didn't, they, I read that recently. They, they, they decide no – you're Roy. you're not the guy. You have some issues. Whoops. We don't we don't we're not going to do that. He comes here on a one year deal, does a one year deal, ends up nineteen and a half sacks, and then gets a franchise tag. His family is secure, so he knew that he needed to do something different. And I think we're going to find some of some of the current Buccaneer players will have to do the same. But here's the best part for those players: they did get the hardware that everyone chases. Yeah. But so they can it, get another one. Well, I know, but sometimes you you, but, you you it's hard to keep everybody together, Scott. But there will be just, other veterans out there. There's there's certainly a lot there's certainly a lot of people predicting that with the cap probably about to be 180 bound, million, yes. which is down and teams mm-hmm. pretty much always count on from year to year when they're planning it going up every year because it has. So the fact that it not only isn't going up but might come down a little bit yep. is going to squeeze some teams is going to squeeze some veterans out of their current situations. Yeah. And if you're this veteran just got squeezed out and you're looking at where can I go, and I probably, because of the situation, can't make as much as I was hoping to. Right. This is going to be look like an awfully attractive position, yeah, place you, to be. because you can make a run at it. So if you lose, and God forbid, knock on yep. wood, I hope it doesn't happen. Right. If you lose Chris Godwin, there might be another guy out there sure. that's ready to, to step in. Sure. And, and, but I, I, and fans have to realize, too, you know, it, you know people go, oh, you got to give a hometown discount. I'm just going to no. say this. When you're at your job and someone else is going to offer you, you know, and it's pretty much, you don't yeah. just say no. Now, sometimes you look for lifestyle yeah. and things of that nature, and that, that means a lot. I mean, pers- I personally went for lifestyle rather than traveling all over the country for jobs. Mm-hmm. But um, that that being said, yeah, everybody has to make their own call. But it's nice for them because they did. They just won a Super Bowl. It's a balance. It's yeah. a balance. But certainly, I think you have two sides there. I think you have the Bucks who are very motivated, just like they were last year with mm-hmm. – 
JPP and Shaq and, and Dominic and Sue and a number of guys very motivated to try to keep them around. Sure. You're going to have a motivated Jason Light and, and everybody on his staff to make it happen, and you're going to have players who like it here because this is a very close team, as, as yep. Bruce Arians And it's a saying. great coaching staff. It's a yeah. good environment. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to – and it's Florida, too, with yeah. no state income tax. Right. It's hard to it's hard to pick a better destination right now. Now, if you were Shaq Barrett in Denver and you're yeah. the the fifth wheel, mm-hmm. and you want you need to go somewhere else in order to have a chance to play regularly and show what you can do. But that's not what we're talking about with no. these. Maybe Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. maybe Antonio Brown, maybe they say, I'm a, I'm a number one and I'm going to a team where I'm the unquestioned sure. number one. I can understand that, but for most of these guys, that's not the case. Levante David doesn't need to go somewhere else to be the number one. No, he's the alpha around here. Yeah. Which I have he does really act like it. Which but. I have to say, I was so happy for him and number one guy. He was very gracious to uh, uh, go on the air with us oh. uh, after the Super Bowl. Was he? Yeah, he. Actually, it's um, there's another podcast that we do that TJ does, which oh, right, is nothing right. but bucks. And that came out Monday morning. right? Yeah, it came out Monday morning. TJ stayed up all night to put it out there because he knew people wanted to hear it. Cool. And um, that that interview's in there, and you should listen to the interview because it it's really. It's in where? The, the in app? that podcast. In the oh, app. the interview yeah. with Levante. Yeah. yeah, and it's a great interview about. He talks about Tom Brady uh, doing the speech before the game and what that speech meant to Levante. Everybody's talking about it. I saw Devin White ask if we had it and could put it out there for everybody to see. I'm not sure we I don't know. recorded. I don't know if anybody was allowed in there. Right. See, there's so many restrictions. Wasn't it a players-only meeting? It was a players-only meeting. So, I mean, so that could very well have been. Somebody, no somebody in, in that group should have pulled out their cell phone and recorded it. Maybe Tom didn't want anybody yeah, to have possible. it. So there's that. So, yeah, I've heard that speech was pretty. And, and he apparently also texted everybody on the team and said, Night we, before. We, we will win. We, yeah. Very solid. Little things. Yeah. He knows yeah. how to do it without being corny. Well, not only that, but he, then he proves you're right. Yeah. So you kind of have to go, hmm, maybe I should follow this guy. Yeah, and then wouldn't that make you want to stay here? Yeah. <laughs> well, the there's that. Makes me want to stay. So, not, I, I've decided I'm staying another year if they'll have me. <laughs> <laughs> we got to – I mean, we're probably pretty deep into this, right? Yeah, 52 minutes. But, I mean – And we haven't been salty one talk, time. Well, it's hard to be salty <laughs> when you're the – We were a little salty about – Well, no, we weren't salty no, about no. the officiating because – No, but I guess does. I was a little salty <laughs> that people were calling those plays drops. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about somebody who was salty? Sure. One of the best moments of the entire Super Bowl? Okay. And I'm going to – they won't see this, but you'll know what I mean when All I right. do it. All right. Yes. I that, just did the, the Antoine Winfield yeah. crouch in front of – Tyreek Hill and flashing yeah. the peace sign right in his you know, face. You know what? I I went. I thought that was the best. Every, and it, it was. They could have thrown fifty flags. Yes. I don't care. That was the best. <laughs> it was so great. And it didn't even hurt the team because it was. It's it not, was a penalty. It, yeah, it knocked yeah. us back a little bit after the turnover on downs. But you talk. The game about, was over at that point. Not, and what I loved about it is not only not only is it payback, but if you do a backflip in someone's end zone, you better and you come back, you better play really hard. I'm not. And a big, he was. He was a non-factor in this game. Yeah, for sure. Non-factor. Took him out of the game. He only had, until the end when they were, the defense was playing very deep, he only had like three catches for yep. 32 yards. Ended up, I think, seven for 72. Hey, you know, payback, and I'm going to say a payback's a, a I'm not payback a big fan of, of those, of the um, the memes on Twitter that get started and then get really old pretty yeah. quickly. One of the ones in the last couple of Don't say the been, airplane with the only touchdown that no, Kansas the, City. The, it's, a, it's a general meme idea being – um, how it started, how it in, yeah, how it is now, yeah, and you yeah. get the two different pictures. I'm like, oh, it's so no played play. out. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem with these Twitter memes is 
it might be cute and funny a couple times, but then everybody Every, uses yeah. it, and then it's like, oh god, are we yeah. really doing another how it started? Yeah. How they it all ended? think they're the first. That being said, it. I did see one I liked, and that well, was I, it was Tyree Kill and and Winfield's in the shot. You can see Tyree Kill looking back, and I'm giving the peace sign on uh-huh. one of his on like I think his 75 yard touchdown uh-huh. in Week 12, and then next to it is the Antoine Winfield yeah. crouching over him, yeah. giving it right back, and uh, you know. I doubt that I doubt that Tyree Kill would even complain because no. if you're going to dish it out, you got to understand when it doesn't you go your take, way. You got to take, take it. it. Got to take it. He, he does that peace out thing, which could be considered well, taunting, and also, he's never been called for it. Also on the sidelines, picking up the phone, help is coming your way. You know, I mean, come on, come on. You know, you were feeling, you were feeling pretty good. So if you were, if you were Antoine, if Antoine, Winfield, if the game was a three point game and Antoine Winfield cost us critical field position with that penalty then he would be getting rightfully criticized. But screw that, man. Yeah. It wasn't even close. No. The game was in hand. Yeah. It was the perfect opportunity. Right. I'm glad he thought of it. I don't think if I I'm, oh, I don't know if I would have thought of it. And the thing is, is he is such a well-reserved. Yeah. Do you know that was his only penalty all year? Is that right? I believe so, yes. That was his only penalty season. all year. And it was a forced penalty. He did it, like. Yeah, like right here. Right. He knew he was taking that one. He'll get fined. But it it is when you look back that uh, the Bucks were beaten um, solidly by two teams, uh, the Saints and Kansas City. But then when it mattered, they won the bigger game. Yep. So crazy. I mean, football is crazy. Eight straight wins, the most in team history. Oh God! I remember us. I forgot. You know what? It got to a point where I think I think part of it is. Just because you were just hoping to get in, you know, with seven and five, you were hoping to get in to the playoffs. Remember yeah. how we were talking? That's what I was about to really, say. Really need to win yeah. three out of four. You could probably sneak in, but it would be, you know, best if you won all four because you're going we in. We were strong. talking about this. Yes. We were seeing what are we going to yeah. need. Yeah. You know, it'd be great if we can win all four, but it's hard to predict winning four in a row. Yeah, if we would have said, oh, you just win eight straight out, they would have been <laughs> giving us a cup to, you know what, in for a drug test. <laughs> Yeah, so they, yeah, and then we didn't lose again. I no. mean, just just nuts, man. Yeah, and just nuts. I, as ex- I, I, I'm going to get a little salty here, though. Okay, well, because we'll give the fans what they want. Well, I'm just it, it's on a personal salt, so <laughs> it's it's just this has been a wonderful journey. This has been, you know, sure. Both you and I have waited a long time. I mean, this is my 30th season doing this. This is your 29th season doing it. Mm-hmm. 18 years ago, we got to do a Super Bowl. It was awesome. Thought we were going to go back. We didn't right away. That was my 11th year in the league, and I already felt like I'd been there forever. Yes, I, I agree. And I wasn't at that time. I was not working for the organization. Right. But I was. It was kind of. The, yeah, I was part. Very I, adjacent. Yeah, it, and and ownership had treated me like I worked for the organization, okay. but it was eight. It's been 18 years to where where we are right now. That's a long time. When's You're the salty su- part coming? Well, here it comes. The salty part is I'm really, really pissed at at COVID. COVID, yeah. I am it, it and I it just sucks so much out of everybody. And when you look back at the two different Super Bowls, as exciting as this is and as wonderful as it is, it's just so different from the other way we did it. Yeah, that's why I was talking at the top. And and with, with and, and Jeff, let's make sure we acknowledge that but, COVID has done a lot worse things. Than, oh, than unbelievable! Yes, a lot uh, worse uh, things. It, it We're is, just talking it, this yeah, specifically. It's, it saddens me that people have a hard time to wear a mask. I know, that right? saddens me. Okay, you've said that all year. Yeah, and I'm a big mask wearer, but the um. 
And what's really crazy about all of this, what COVID did do is forced the Super Bowl. Well, I'll take it back. What happened was Los Angeles couldn't get their stadium together, <laughs> so the Super Bowl got forced into Tampa. Right. And so when you think of Super Bowl 55, 55 is going to retire. Is going to you know who wears fifty five? It's Derek Brooks' number right. if you don't know. John Lynch goes into the Hall of what Fame. We, we didn't even talk about that yet. And, and all I can say is when when and you knew about it and you didn't tell me, so you're good with a secret. I was hey yeah that's I understand. Good. So you you know if I'm told right. you can you, if you tell right. me something and say you so can't I'm a little tell salty. You yeah. can trust me. I'm a little salty about that. Did you didn't think I could hold a secret? <laughs> but that's a whole other side. But but because of everything, this is so so wonderful. But what I'm really salty about. And it, I had talked about it about me. But what I'm really, really salty about is I, I'm salty that the Buck fans that are listening to this and those who could have come to the game, all games all season long, that hardcore fan, no matter what the record was, no matter who the head coach was, they showed up every Sunday and cheered as much as they could. And that sucks. Yeah. That but sucks. you look around this community and the excitement they is love, still there. Right, right. I hope that wasn't too crappy. Well, I mean, it it's just another reason to hate this COVID thing. Yeah. There yeah. are bigger reasons, of course. Sure. But we're just talking personally about no. one that is currently Yeah, and and, and everybody has their own their 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 own journey through this, but you know, if everybody just kinda um helps out. Um and we just wear a mask. Well well at least at least the country's now taking it seriously from the top. Yes. And that's, that's the way the it should change. be. That's, that's what it should have been since big big January. from the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, so. This isn't a COVID podcast, so no. I, w- I have a few things sure. on my notes that we never got to, so All let right. me get to them now. So the Bucks won by 22 points. Right. And that's not our most lopsided Super Bowl win because mm. <laughs> yeah. we won the last one by 27 points. So we've been, in, we've been in two Super Bowls. In both cases, we faced the number one offense in the league. Right. Uh, in terms of yards. Um the, the Raiders might have also been the highest-scoring team. The Chiefs actually were not the highest-scoring team. In fact, the Bucks scored more points than the Chiefs this year. Yeah. But um, uh, blah, 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 blah. So two Super Bowl wins. The Buccaneers and the Ravens are, all, are the only teams that have won multiple Super Bowls and never lost one. Right. And the Buccaneers have two Super Bowl wins of 20 or more points. Mm-hmm. That's only one fewer than – San Francisco has three, and the Bucks and Dallas have two, and that's it. Nobody yeah. else has more than one. Right. So when the Bucks get to a Super Bowl, they dominate, which doesn't make for the best. Yeah, well, ratings, they're two and zero. Oh, there's uh, there's not very many teams that this, are two and zero oh in the Super Bowl. This is only the third Super Bowl with a, when a defense didn't allow a touchdown. Wow. One was just two years ago when the Brady's Patriots yeah. beat the Rams. All right. Um, or was that three years ago? No, two years ago. It was because he left, and then they didn't go next year, and then he's back this year. So. Okay. okay, right, and Gronkowski caught yeah. the pass right and near the end. he retired. That's why they all retired. His last catch for the Patriots was a 29-yarder that uh, set up the only touchdown of that game. Yep. And then he retired, which would have been 2019, and came back. So, yeah, right. it was two, two seasons Speaking ago. of that, I, real, I'm, I, I diverse here for a second, but you brought you di- up Gronk. You diverse? Did, did, you, did, you see, did you see the, um, the commercial where if you have bo- fad, bad phone reception, what the one with the, the, com- the conversation yeah, that was funny. goes right? funny. And the best line is Gronk. Mom, where's my football <laughs> where's my, pants? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I, it was really cool to see Brady and Gronk hooking up in the Super Bowl again. You know, Brady and Gronk, and a lot of people have already seen this stat, but you might not have if you're listening. They have 14 touchdown passes between them. That's more than anybody ever. They passed Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. 
Right. That's pretty that's, that's special. That's – how about Jerry Rice saying Tom Brady can have the yeah, GOAT title? Yeah, it's pretty great, right? Because uh, we say that because if you don't know, Jerry Rice was probably the first guy people ever called the GOAT. Yeah. And he's he has been. I, I think by now the mantle's been passed, but there was a time – when I think he was considered the greatest player at any position in NFL history. Right. Uh, just because his accomplishments at his position were so much better than anybody else at his position. You know, but Tom Brady probably is uh, higher than that. Tom now. Brady's got more Super Bowl rings than most fr- than all franchises. Uh, not put together, but yeah. No. He's got seven and no other franchise. Guys, right. right. The well, Patriots obviously have six and so yeah. do the Steelers. How crazy is that? You know, Bill Belichick actually has eight rings. That's right, because he was with the Giants. Yeah. So he's still got more. All right. Well, then tell Tom. Oh, we're going to tell yeah, Tom that so we, we get, get one get. more. But as a player, nobody's close. No, no, no. But I, I think what's, I think what's, um, uh, as a fan, and and what you know how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. What fifty years between Kansas City's Super Bowls? Yeah. They go fifty years. They win one. They come back, they, and then they don't win. Yeah. Which you never know. I hope I never have to experience that. Fifty years? No. Oh, losing a Super Bowl? Yes. Because I, I have a hard time with that the is, championship game. That is pretty cool that we've never had to watch our team lose a Super Bowl. No, 2-0. <laughs> I mean, that is – I still want to see may, – I may, after you say that, I may just quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> I'm willing to risk it for one more if we can get back there next Well, year. damn it, I'll ride that horse with you. <laughs> oh, man. No, hey, but, speaking of riding horses, I was waiting for <laughs> Devin White to come through the stadium yeah, riding his horse. I don't think he can do that. Just no, yet. no. I'm looking at all these other notes just to see if there's anything worth bringing up here. Um well, I mean, you know, Shaq was basically our Simeon. He tied Simeon's uh-huh. record for single postseason for the Bucks with four sacks. He was just dominant. Yeah. You know, we had a really good strategy to get past the last two games of having the other team have their Pro Bowl left tackle get injured and knocked out. That was yeah. a good strategy on our part. Yeah. It yeah. really helped a lot. But that's what that's that's the crazy part about what it takes to get you can have the best players in the world but you got to stay healthy you've got to you know every it's just you, you know it's hard to stay healthy throughout the whole year you yes know, everybody loses players but that's where i think jason light did a phenomenal job and the coaching staff did a phenomenal job of backups right so when ronald jones had a covid and the and the quad you had mm-hmm. leonard fournette right when um when we were beaten up on the receiving oj howard went down you forget about oj going down yeah but really you can look at most teams that are there at the end every season, and they are among the teams that also had very good injury fortune. Yeah. I mean, there have been some Packers teams in recent years where Aaron Rodgers went down, and they really didn't have a chance after that. And we would have been in trouble without Tom right. Brady, let's be fair. Right. If you look at overall the overall picture, it was a great year for us injury-wise. With Vita Vea coming back at the end, Antoine Winfield coming back from missing one game, Devin mm-hmm. White coming back from the COVID list, when we hit the Super Bowl – we had all 11 guys that started for us on defense at the beginning of the year. We had them all. Right. Now, because Vita had just come back, um, Nacho was actually starting at nose tackle in the game, but Vita was back, and he was out there on passing situations primarily. Right. So you had everybody on defense. You still had them at the end. That's You can't underestimate how big of a deal that is. Well, no. You didn't lose one of your corners along the mm-hmm. way. I mean, right. maybe for a game or two. But right. that, and then on offense. And the guys who played stepped up. Yeah. And then on offense, you, had, you lost O.J. Howard, but you had Rob Gronkowski were sitting there. You know, he was already starting, but Krakowski and O.J. Howard would have been a pretty nice pairing. Um, and then that's really it. You lost Alex Kappa at the end. Right. You, you, were, with, you were without uh, Ali Marpet for like three games. Um, otherwise, until you lost Kappa, your offensive line, was everybody was starting. Um, you know, what did you lose? You, you had a bunch of injury problems at receiver in the middle of the season, but everybody recovered. And by the time we hit the Super Bowl, 
we didn't have a single player out of the Super Bowl because other than if they were on injured reserve. But of the players on the active roster, nobody had to miss it due to injury. Right. You usually have one or two guys out due to injury. Maybe they're not even the starter or COVID. It, it is. We, we waited for the injury, the, the inactives. We got the inactives 90 minutes before the game, and not a single one of them was inactive because of injury. That's a, that's a really remarkable thing to be able to say when you're about to play the biggest game of the year. Uh, so we we ha- we should not, I mean give give people credit give our training st- staff and our strength cr- staff and our medical staff credit for helping make that happen give the players credit for working really hard but there's some luck involved there too right no uh, you you have to have a little bit of luck that's why it's so hard to repeat that's why it's it you can't take it for granted that's why everybody just enjoy it because you know, you don't know when it's going to come around again. And, and in Kansas City right now, they felt like, you know, they have a really good team, and they still have a really yeah. good team. Have you seen the Super Bowl ads for next year? You see who's number one? No, I haven't Kansas seen it. Kansas City. Well, we, I wouldn't We're be like sup- four. Yeah. Well, that's because they figure we're a fluke. No respect. <laughs> well, Tom Brady's going to be 44 years old next right. season. So I don't, sure, you know, sure, sure. You can't expect him to keep playing. Yeah, we, we did ask B.A. if, you know, are you ending up on a high note? and Hell no! Hell no! Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming back to what, another one. What was what was the slogan um, that Kansas City had? Um, going for was it going for two or whatever? Whatever. Can, can, I, I'm sorry, but whatever Kansas City had a slogan about. I don't know what it had. Go, going to the Super Bowl a second time, but anyway, Bruce said that he was going to use. This. Someone brought it up to him, and he said, "I'm not using that slogan. It did work very well." <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I could remember it, but, but I still got you to laugh. Okay. Yeah, no, he's had it took some me a while to land a plane, but we got. There. <laughs> he's had some pretty pretty good quotes along the oh, way. Oh, he's the best. Partially because he's just honest. Do you know? Do you know? Out of all the media requirements he has, everything he has to do, it was about. Gosh, it was almost twelve thirty. We were we we're still on the air. He did call and do his interview wow, with us. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And our and our uh, PR department did a super yeah. job of it. It was funny because we opened up our phone lines for the fans, and so many people were calling. All the lines were jammed, and BA was getting a busy signal. <laughs> so I had to get the station to reroute a phone into the studio. It crazy. They're, the PR's calling me, going, "We can't get in. We can't get in." I go to the producer, "What's going on?" He goes, "The phones are blowing up. I can't." <laughs> We need to hear from Larry from Lutz first. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm going, I'm going, how are we going to do this? But we did. We, we figured it out. But all in all, it's a, it's an exciting time. And, and uh, you, know, you know, go ahead. No, if you had something, go. Well, no, I was just thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, i got to put together the Salty Dogs. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, you know, now i got to add another piece to it. Because we were there when the Bucks win Super Bowl 55. So, oh, you mean you got to yeah. you got to change the intro? Yeah, but well, I, I don't, think it's been needed for I think that's been needed for a while now. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to do. You probably not this Matt go. Ryan field goal. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably do it next year. Make it fresh, something new, because I don't have time to do it today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you're going to do it today. Oh, okay. Well, I felt like you were pressuring. No, me. no. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like we could talk about the Super Bowl sure. for two hours if going we wanted to. to. We're going. You want because we. We yeah. could just wrap it up and get to the fans. Well, emails. We're, we've been. Or we've you been, got some more stats? You got? Well, I I really don't. I mean, I don't think you got I got through have, them all. I I think I got through the ones that people went. Damn, you Jeff, scrolling. you're really good. <laughs> you're really good. Um, now you're, now you're being Tony Romo, making uh, up conversations of our listeners. Uh, we're the only. Th- did we mention third team only to hold a Super Bowl opponent without a touchdown? I just did that okay, one. Okay, just checking. Uh, you don't know who they were. Uh, probably the Packers. No. Oh, okay. 
We just talked about it was the Rams like two years ago. Oh, I think yeah, the other the one was a long time ago, Dallas. Somewhere. Dallas, yeah. Um, this uh, this was the 31st time a quarterback has been named Super Bowl MVP. Did you know that? I did, yes. Yeah. All right. Um, did you know that Tom Brady's been named Super Bowl MVP five times? Uh, I would hope you know that one. Yes. Uh, He's the first in, one. In three different decades. Yeah, I know that part's cool. Right? How about Crowley's crazy as that for salty dogs? We love that. He, uh, he I forgot what I was going to say. And then, um, do you know what Brady's passing rating was? 125. Yeah. And that's his best ever in a Super Bowl. Crazy. Isn't that hard to believe? That is crazy. And that was, and that's with only 201 yards. So everything, that's, that's the only reason why it wasn't do perfect. Know, do you know how good he is? That was his fifth time he was over 100. Yeah, but this was the biggest one. That's crazy. Uh, if you if you know how passer rating is calculated, it it uses formulas for four different percentages: completion percentage, percentage yards per attempt, interceptions per attempt, and touchdowns yep. per attempt. And probably the three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and twenty one of twenty nine were pretty close to perfect, as high as you could score. Because yep. at a certain point, if you throw eighty or eighty five or ninety, it doesn't change your rating. There's a certain point where it's as high as you can get. But it's just that the the yardage total was only two hundred and one. Yeah. But that's all it needed to be. That's not a complaint. I'm just saying that's the only reason why he his pass rating wasn't something like 145 or something. Right. Yeah. We ran the ball very well. Wow. It did everything. And played well. fantastic they played defense. Good good uh, special teams. They, what, they yep. dude, they were Did you know that, that the Chiefs were converting like 50% of their third downs from 7 to 10 yards like 51, right. which is insane by the way. Right. Yeah, we we were killing them on third down. There was I was actually watching the broadcast uh, parts of it earlier, I think yesterday, and um, it's on tonight at nine o'clock. Is NFL it, Network? Okay, but is it today's the, Tuesday? Is it the CBS broadcast? Because my wife had somehow taped. She said, "You want to watch it?" Because I taped it, and we're watching it. And I'm like, these commercials are kind of just boring and lame. They're not. The, they're not. There's no special commercials. And then I realized we were watching it on NFL. She taped it on NFL Network. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch the CBS version with all the crazy commercials. Yeah, I don't know who has that, but I'm sure the NFL Network is selling it, reselling it, pack it repackaging it. Yeah. So, so I don't even know if there were good commercials or not. I heard there were, but I didn't see any. I mean, I heard um, there was a new progressive Don't Turn Into Your Parents commercial. Which, yeah. You know, those are great. Yeah, I heard that um, there are people in the organization that have the official TV copy. So oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, I assume we'll, I'll we'll see it, it eventually. I mean, but, I, but I do want to I'll probably watch tonight. Today is Tuesday, so I'll probably watch it tonight. It's on at 9. I Just because... When you're doing a game, it's funny how you watch it differently, you know, when you're working oh, sure. rather than just sitting there cheering and then feeling good all over again. So uh, you didn't let me finish that the Chiefs only converted three of 13 third downs. Jeez. 23.1%. Yeah, that's a hard go. Uh, there was a, And I was saying, I was seeing a bit of the broadcast, and one of the announcers was saying he has not completed a third down pass yet, and this was in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you did – I think so much was going on. You didn't realize that. I don't. I don't. Is dominating them is the right term? We dominated, but I think we did. Yeah, you know, we dominated. But but, but because of Patrick Mahomes, you kind of were in the back of your head saying he could bring a comeback on you well, at he any did time. Every, he did it every game in the last postseason. I, I think I tweeted about that at halftime. I'm uh-huh. like, I was I was doing the similarities between. The twenty-one to six lead and the twenty to three lead. And I said, but this is where we need to remember that Patrick Mahomes is has shown the ability ability to lead his team back from double-digit deficits. Right. So there is a lot of work still to be done. Well, they got that work done. Right. They got that work done. It 
They yeah. scored three points in the first, second, and third quarter, and none in the fourth. No. I, 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 nine, nine points? <laughs> I, seriously. You couldn't have you, you There's no way you would have said that was going to be the case. I honestly thought I, – I went into this game. I really did believe we – I really did believe the Bucks were going to win. I had a good I, feeling. I, I did too. Which is not I, normal I, for me. No, no, no. You never have those feelings. I, I either feel neutral or I have a bad feeling. I felt good. I just thought it was going to be one. I just thought it was going to be a shootout. Yeah. I just thought it was going to be whoever has the ball last is going to win. Well, I went on your pregame show mm-hmm. and talked to Ronnie and John. Right. And they asked me at the end for a prediction. And I predicted that the quarterback who has by far the most game-winning drives in the postseason, Tom Brady, mm-hmm would have the ball in his hands and would lead us to a game-winning drive and we'd win 33-27. to 27. Wow. So I felt that we needed to score sure. 30 to win. Oh, I we did too. We did score 30, but as it turns out, we didn't need it. And John came back with – he he didn't love the prediction because no. he's like, I really want a game where like we're ahead by two touchdowns near the end and it, we can relax or something. I'm paraphrasing. And, and he got it. He got it. <laughs> I was thinking about him during the game. I'm like, John Gilmore got – well, it's what we all wanted, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah, just couldn't dare to predict that. that no, you kind of want a game where you're not sweating bullets, and it was kind of. I never, I didn't realize. Uh, honestly, I, it was almost like you said about four minutes left in the game. Then I went, "Holy crap, we're gonna! This is gonna happen. This is real." I remember um, there was a former Buck employee, one of the ones that actually texted me about the similarities at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Campisi. Sure, I remember. So Charles. he was, he was, he was on the trip, and he was. He helped me a lot, even though he was in CR. Uh-huh. He helped me a lot on game days in that little span, those seasons there. And so sure. he was sitting next to me and actually helped me with a massive computer malfunction in the middle of that Super Bowl. But I remember the moment where I turned to him in that game and I said, holy blank, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because there was a point in that game where it was no. you knew that it was over. Right. Maybe it was 38-3. to yeah. Maybe it was when we scored – Derek Brooks interception third quarter where maybe Gene goes the, put the, a dagger the in dagger. it and then went uh oh maybe I said it that too soon. It could have been as early as so it was twenty to three at halftime and then we got the Dwight the first of Dwight Smith's I think we scored maybe Keenan McCardle right after halftime uh-huh. and then Dwight Smith got the picks the first was pick sixes and I think that was the moment where I think we're winning at that point like thirty five to three or something right I think that's when I said to him thirty four to three I said to him we're gonna win the Super Bowl and it was like you're staring at each other in disbelief this this because you. You've been living on the on pin, on the edge for so long. Are we going to win the? Are we going to win in Philadelphia? Right. Are we really going to win the Super Bowl? And you don't know. Now the team was confident, but as well, a, as a guy watching, you're like, is this actually going to happen? And there's that moment where you're like, oh my God, it's oh, it's over. We've won the Super Bowl. In in San Diego, I did an interview with John Lynch and also H- with Hall of with Famer Brad, John Lynch. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Um, before the game that we used during a pregame and in our conversation, he didn't say it on the uh, on our. Re- on the air, but he said it to me off to the side. He, he, I remember it and it just cranked me up. He said, we are going to win this game and we will dominate them. We are so ready. You will not believe it. And I remember walking it out and I was thinking, wow, I'm sure glad he feels confident about winning the game. But as it was going on and then later on, you hear him go to Monty and say, Monty, we, we know the plays. We know. know." And I was like, whoa. And then, that Super Bowl, the Bucks win, and then um, John leaves here, goes to Denver. Fast forward 18 years, he's in the Hall of Fame in Tampa, standing on the field. Yeah, again, you cannot write this stuff. It's, first team to win the Super Bowl on their home field, and I could not be. I I well, I hope that things clear up 
uh, in this country with COVID because I would love to go to Canton for that one. For that one, yeah. Yeah, we 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 were because we've been to we've been to Derek Brooks's. And we've been Sapp. yeah, um, and that's what I think people don't realize that um, our ownership group, the Glazers, have been very very kind in that aspect of something pretty big like that they don't have to but they charter a jet and we went we all Took went some up there people. not all of us no no but those of us how they do it and i kind of like it the way it is is those who have a connection with yeah. that person yeah. which makes sense yeah. yeah pretty exciting stuff so what else you got i'm good all right I, like i said we could talk about the super bowl forever yeah, well but may, at some point sure so you want to go you want to hear what the fans had to yeah say? Did you I, get Did you get any after the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. And, uh, there's a few before and a few after, and I, I'll tell you, I looked through right. them very briefly, and um, uh, there's not a lot of questions here. <laughs> it's mostly it's mostly excitement. Yeah, I so, love that. I so like that. don't worry, you're not going to have to answer a lot of complicated questions okay. here. So there's like right. five or six. Don't throw me, Don't throw me off. So a person, I think this is, I don't remember this name. Um, greetings, Scott and Jeff, and his name is Justice William Muhammad. Okay. So I don't know if that's a title or a first name. Sure. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure to engage with two titans of sports journalism. <laughs> laying it on a little thick there. All righty. We'll so he it. wrote this after the Super Bowl win. <laughs> uh, no, this one came in on the, the 26th. So oh, it was after okay. the AFC Championship game. Oh, okay. But we will have some from afterwards. Sure. We'll get there. It's an honor. Uh, I've been a, a lifelong Buccaneers fan growing up in Newark, New Jersey. My uncle played football at the University of Oklahoma. Uncle Luther was very fond of Leroy Salmon. I get the connection. That's that's you know your birthplace. Anything, continue. Yeah, Norman. That's right. I was born on on the campus. Was, um, he introduced me to Mr. Salmon when I was a young child. As we both know, if you if you met Leroy Salmon, you almost certainly came away impressed. One of the best men I've ever met in my life. Uh, rest in peace. Right. Although I spent a majority of my adult life in Massachusetts, with the exception of my time at Florida State. Uh-huh. University. I maintain my fanhood as a diehard Bucks fan, never wavering. Well, good for nice. you. It's paying off. Anyhow, sorry for the rambling. That's perfectly fine. Sure. My question, which I'm sure everyone has or will ask, will we be able to fire them cannons during the Super Bowl game? Uh-huh. Well, we know the answer now. Yeah. Well, we knew going into it because they, they broke that. Sure. We, we talked about this, Jeff, and we both said there's no way they're going to let us fire no. the cannons. And you said, and I've been telling people this since, the, since they broke the news, you said, I want to talk to somebody at the league because I think they should at least let us do it after, after the, game the game if we win. And and every so then about midweek before the Super Bowl they announced Bucks can't use their cannons. Bucks a lot of Bucks fans on Twitter got very upset and I was thinking I didn't expect them to say we could sure. use cannons. And then I was thinking about how they also said but if the Bucks win they can fire them long and loud and um and I was thinking about how you 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 were the first one I heard who made that suggestion. Uh, and they did let us do that, and they did, and it was awesome. So it was, it was almost worth not getting to fire them during the game. But here's the funny part. You were in the press box, so you couldn't hear it. <laughs> Someone out in the parking lot in that where everything was closed or whatever, every time we – scored oh they were firing firecrackers <laughs> loud enough like it was like it was a cannon That's and great. you could hear it i did hear somebody mention that yes. i didn't know what it was all about yes and i thought wow that's, that's dedication ooh, right there. That's getting strong. around it yeah that's, that's pretty cool stuff. yeah very good okay um good question yep uh, mr muhammad justice william muhammad thank you, thank you. um this one now then we also had our guy from brazil but he's got another one coming so let's skip this one um well Never mind. Um, Michael Spala from Connecticut says, Uh, Champs with 
four exclamation points. What a game, dogs. Not much of a question, just some praise. Being from the Northeast, I've been watching Brady for most of my life. While he is definitely a huge piece, I can't say enough about the defense. They left it all on the field. How Devin White wasn't a pro bowler is a crime. And while I have little kids and I know I'm supposed to reinforce good sportsmanship, I couldn't help but love Antoine Winfield showing Tyreek Hill yeah. what time it was at the end of the game. Luckily, my kids were in bed, <laughs> I was yeah. just, and I was just able to smile. What a season, go Bucks! You know, if they're if they're small, he could have just told them, "Oh, he's just he just telling them peace." Yeah, you know, he's just saying, "Hey, sure. peace." We you know, peace on earth. Right. Let's all uh, let's all, all fight right. for peace. Can, on earth. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> So, again, no question there, but that's a good email from Mike. Yeah. All right. Um, Keith Manlove um, from the U.K., uh, from Chesterfield, to be exact, in England. Ahoy there, Salty Dogs. Wow, what a fantastic team performance last night, especially the domination from Todd Bowles' defense. Yeah. I haven't emailed for a while as I get superstitious. Okay. I, 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 I'm I, with you. I approve of that. I had an 0-2 record when you read out my messages and didn't want to make an 0-3 at a crucial stage. I, you know, I appreciate that. That's that's dedication. Okay, listen, thank you, sir. Listen, same pair of socks. I mean, everything was clean. <laughs> I wore the same pair of socks, same shoes, same slacks, same sweater. Even though it was seventy degrees, it out, was I hot. Wore, I wore a sweater and I said I'm going to wear it. But it, it got cool at night, so I'm glad I did. Okay. And I had another red mask, like I said. Oh. And so. You've been wearing the red mask. I was wearing the red mask, and yes, I totally believe. You know, I don't really think about it, but I'm always in the back of my head, I go. Well, what happened if I don't do this? It does affect it. So Yeah, fortunately, I didn't fall into any, like, Nothing. they usually happen by accident, right? Uh-huh. Like, you realize, oh, I wore this same shirt for sure. both games and we won. So, I right. have to keep wearing. So, I ended up wearing, I put on a suit for the first time in you probably. You did. Been probably the first time in a year. I know. I couldn't believe you were I, in a suit. I didn't enjoy it. No. I, that's, if well, if there's anything good about this, this COVID thing, which there really isn't. No. It's the. Um, dress code. The dress code is yeah. a lot nicer. Considering we're both in shorts right now and, our, and you're in a tear sheet. And I, I figured it was going to be cold in here, but it's not. It's, so and it's really up. hot today. I don't know it if, is. It's 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 about 75. Which I hear is not the case over a good portion of this country. No, no. So if we could trade like 10 degrees with Chicago. I, I had to laugh. My brother's been trying to get a hold of me to, to tell me congratulations. And I just. We just haven't connected. You're just ignoring him, yeah. No, no. He thinks that though. We haven't we haven't connected yet. And I did call him on the way in here, and I got his. He didn't answer the phone, and then he called me again, and I missed it again. But his message made me laugh. Sorry, I missed your call. I was outside with the snowblower. It's <laughs> like yeah, okay. So that's something I need to do. That's today. what I'm saying. Let's. Let's trade 10 degrees with, like, Chicago. So sure. we get 10 degrees cooler and then yeah. get 10 degrees warmer. Yeah. I think everybody would be happy. All right. What All right. Um, I wasn't. I don't think I was done with that one. Oh. My question is about intentional grounding. Yeah. I thought this was called yeah. if the quarterback doesn't throw the ball back as far as the line of scrimmage, which happened a couple times when Mahomes was being chased down. Thank you for your entertaining podcast through, through the season. It has helped with the lockdown, which we are still enduring here in the U.K. Stay safe, Bucks, and look forward to another great ride next season. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so he's got the rule right. Yep. To – to throw the ball away and not get an intentional grounding, you have to be outside the tackle box, and the ball has to get back to the original line of scrimmage. Yep. Which I always mess up at first and because I'm looking at the sticks for the first down, and I'm always like, that didn't even get close. And then no. I realize, wait a minute, no, it yeah. just has to be the line of scrimmage. Right. So it's possible that, that this same thing has happened to Keith, but maybe not. Um, yeah, but here's the thing. I think that the refs are very lenient, and they err on the side of yes, he was outside the tackle box, and yes, that call. If the, if he was close to being outside, right. basically, if you ha- if you make him run right or left, they're gonna say he's outside the tackle box, even if he's only run a few steps. Yeah. 
because you basically look at those dashes on the on the. Sure. You see where the Super Bowl logo is in the I field. I do. So the tackles are basically on those two um, lines of dashes down the middle of the field. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and, and so it's pretty easy to see if he's crossed that line or not, right? So um, you can usually tell, and they give him the they give them the benefit of the doubt on that, and I think they give him the benefit of the doubt. If it came somewhere close to the line of scrimmage, they're right. going to give it to him. Yeah. It's just those ones where they clearly. Where they well, clearly I, are still in the pocket, or clearly didn't try to uh, get it to. Somebody. I find you. I find it interesting you saying that the officials were giving him the benefit of the doubt. And if you listen to Kansas City fans right now, the officials didn't give any benefit of the well, doubt. Well, they did on a couple of those plays, <laughs> yeah. which is what he's talking. I about. agree. I agree. My phone's blowing up, Jeff. I'm very important. Uh, I'm very important. Uh, yeah. Well, um, that's because big big doings tomorrow. Yeah, but are we going to talk about? Sure, that? because this won't run till tomorrow. Uh, do you know? Is it a done deal now? I believe they're working. Well, why don't you? Well, well, in with the celebration and because of COVID and restrictions like that, it looks like uh, we're going to be having a boat parade with uh, with the players on 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 boats, which is kind of cool. And it looks like Casey and I will do our usually Wednesday, usual Wednesday show from on location somewhere. Wow! There, so look for that. Very exciting. Maybe I'm not exactly sure. And it'd be live streaming. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, that's the point. Um. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So that was that one. We got a few more. Here's our guy from Brazil, Alexander. Um, Ahoy, salty ones. And he's got a little question mark after salty because he probably figures we're not too salty today. Right. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you guys for all the great work you've put on this season and especially this past week. Mr. Smith, I'm impressed with how many pieces you have written between the Green Bay game and today. Wow. And all those many words you wrote. I do intend to write a little too long. Yeah, but I like reading your stuff. Uh, Mr. Ryan, what was was with those – what? What was with the? I think he thinks you're in charge of this. What was with those press conferences last week? There were way too many live links simultaneously. Oh, congrats to you and all the crew. I guess maybe handling that. Okay, no, we had I, nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. That was the NFL. They yeah. they handled all of that stuff. Um, they basically made it be like a virtual media day where the guys did. are at podiums and you kind of have to choose which ones you go to. Yeah, and it was very confusing for 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 writers and stuff because people were jumping around and sometimes they forgot who they were talking to. <laughs> so, uh, no, I had nothing to do with that at no, all. The Bucks as a whole had nothing to do with that. No, so. no, that I was. I mean, they helped out a little bit with some of the moderation. Yeah, but the, it was all set up by the league. When Super Bowl, even though. Super Bowl is run by the NFL, but by the league itself. People from New York and all over come into whatever city it is, and they run the Super Bowl. They take over the stadium. We we were we were in our own stadium, but we were a visitor in our own house. Yeah. We had no control of anything that was going on, and everything was pretty neutral, very much so. You know, if if the Bucks got something, Kansas City had to get something, and that's yeah. just the way it was throughout. Now, I, I want to make sure I say this right in case sure. any of our um, PR guys end up listening here, um, but they did have to do a lot of work on those media days yes. getting our players to the, po- to which, the virtual podium. Which is not usually the case. Usually the case, they get to enjoy right. the Super Bowl, but they were facilitating players I've, being in a certain place. I've yes. heard some, from some PR guys, friends around the league, that um, – the Super Bowl, when they've been in the Super Bowl, it was like one of their easiest weeks of the year. Yeah. Because yeah. When, when your team was, took, everybody's doing that. Everybody took yeah. control of the yeah. NFL. Took, in this case, because of all the COVID restrictions, I'm pretty sure our PR guys were running around yeah, like crazy were. that week they were. getting guys lined up. Yep. Okay. All, um, right. all right. So there you have that. Uh, what a great football year, he says. Was that the greatest defensive performance of Bucks history, top three, since mm. you did? Thanks for reading. Yeah. It, it's probably s- top yeah, three. It's up there. I mean, we yeah. think about it. I don't think this defense can yet say it was as good as the one 
that ended up winning the championship in 02. No. Uh, but they might get there. But um, I think but it, they had a more dominant performance because they only gave up nine points. Yeah, I think I think it's the best defense at such a young age. Well, and it's certainly the best defensive game we played in a crucial game. Yeah. I mean, the game we played, I mean, I guess it depends on how you define it because that 2002 team in the Super Bowl had a Super Bowl record five picks and a Super Bowl record three inter, three pick sixes, and they had five sacks. And, and you know, so they, you could say those numbers made it better. But on the other hand, um, this team only allowed nine, three field goals. Right. So that is which one's more important? Which number do you like more? You know, so, but I think we could put them both comfortably in the top three. Mm-hmm. The the Bucks record for you know the the game they won to they beat Kansas City um, coincidentally in the final game of 1979 and only gave up 80 yards and won three to nothing. Right. So you could say that might be the most impressive defensive game of all time. But what we have to remember about, about that game, it was played in Old Tampa Stadium in a freaking monsoon. Uh-huh. You've you've seen I'm sure the the clips of it's the water coming. Yeah, you've seen the clips of the water coming I was down there. the stairs. So you saw the water like a waterfall down yep. the stairs. Um, I was in the stands. So you know yes. that the conditions had a lot to do with that. Trying to figure out why they made me go to this game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's top three. Just yeah. because you, the conversion sure. of, of the actual stats of the game and the importance of the game and the um, explosiveness of the opponent. Because, like, you know, in the Super Bowl year, we went to Baltimore and won, like, 26 nothing, yeah. and the defense was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they were playing a backup quarterback, and, you know, it wasn't the same thing as trying to shut down Patrick Mahomes. Right, right. It's subjective, but I'm willing to put it in the top three. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'd have to study it more to see if it's the number one. I like it. I, I, I like it's fresh it. in our minds, though, so we can say yes. Yeah. All right, from Kent Denny. Thank you. No questions today. Just a heartfelt thanks for taking the time each week to bring us insight and a little saltiness. What a year. Have a great victory Monday. Go Bucks! a listener from the beginning, Kent Denny from Riverview. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's very nice. That, very nice. That, that makes me feel good. I appreciate that. Wow. Kent. All right. Boy, they're not very salty. They're actually. Everybody's just happy, nice, Jeff. We're nice. happy. We, we haven't hardly been salty. Oh, my goodness. Wow. This one just came in today okay. at one thirty, but it is really, really long. Oh. I don't know if we can read this whole thing. Well, anyway, it's from Dylan Eberhart. Uh-huh. Eberhart. Yeah. Hello, Super Dogs. My name is Dylan, and I'm a longtime Buccaneers fan from Dortmund, Germany. All right, keep going. You so you can it. brag about your ever-growing international audience now, yeah. and I have an excuse for every grammatical or orthographical <laughs> error I make. Win-win. <laughs> I don't think this guy's having any trouble with the English language right now. That's He's for just, you. Keep going. I really enjoy your podcast and listen to it every week. Okay, almost every week because yeah. after a really bad loss, I can't stand any football-related news at all. <laughs> I'm like that, Jeff. When the Bucks lose or if it's baseball season and the Cardinals lose, I can't watch yeah. highlight shows. No, I just can't do it. No, I get you. Uh, I really – okay, what a joy it was to see the Bucks humble the glamorized and often more than a little cocky Chiefs yeah, on Sunday. Right. I don't know why Mr. Um, Eberhardt was at all concerned about his gr- grammar because I would not have known this was a, a person who's – English presumably was not not their first first language. language. Maybe it was. To be be precise, I was watching the game on Monday because kickoff was at 0.30 local time. 0.30. And after the confetti had settled and I had seen every highlight and every interview. That's 12.30. I know, but maybe he's in the military and that's why he's in Germany. Right. Maybe he's actually actually American. Actually, actually, uh, in Europe, they use military time almost all the time. No, he says he's from Dortmund, Germany. Oh, do they? That makes sense. Sure. I believe that. Yeah. Okay, to be precise, blah, 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 blah. And after the confetti had settled and I had seen every highlight and every interview at least three times, I realized two things. First, the sun would be rising soon and I was still wide awake. Uh-huh. And second, the bad things that happened to the Bucks this season actually were a blessing in disguise. Okay, right. maybe I should have read this at the top. Sure. 
the first game of the season in New Orleans, the Bears game, the game that shall not be spoken of, must be talking about the Saints. Yep. The first quarter of the Chiefs' regular season game, in my opinion, all these setbacks had to happen to mold the Bucks into a playoff-caliber team. And then they had to go through the Superdome and Lambeau Field to get to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, on the other side, were in calm waters the whole way. Some hiccups every now and then, but nothing Mahomes' magic with Hill and Kelsey couldn't handle. Two playoff games at home while listening to that media hype about the new dynasty and the unstoppable offense and when Mahomes would, would be considered to be greater than Brady, not if, when. It was so fittingly, okay, there's the first. Sure. He meant to say fitting. That the NFL did not allow the Bucks to fire the cannon during the game. Cannons. They even changed the sails and covered up the word Buccaneers on the ship's side. Wow. And like a pirate ship in disguise, the so-called underdogs <laughs> Bucks. And I wish I'd thought of I wish well, I hadn't read this. I would steal this for the yeah, lead of a story right now. Yeah, hey, just copy and <laughs> I hope paste. this guy doesn't come after my job. Yeah. Wow. That is a great lead right there. No kidding. Oh, man. And like a pirate ship in disguise, the so-called underdog Bucks ambushed the mighty Chiefs in the biggest game of the season. And when the Chiefs, I'm glad I decided to read this whole thing. Yes. And when the Chiefs finally realized that the Bucks were not who they thought they were, it was too late already. The first broadside had disabled them, and the boarding party was taking the deck by storm. This would have been a great lead for my freaking Super Bowl story. <laughs> Can I tell you, we need to put this on the site. You just need to copy-paste, give him credit. Uh, maybe I could put it into my mailbag. Yes. I'll put you, it in my mailbag on Thursday. You have to, and the whole thing. Don't edit it either. Oh, that's so fantastic. Uh, it is awesome. Okay, uh, let's keep going. The first blah, 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 the Chiefs had no backup plan, and they had to, no experience to handle a situation like this. Just look at the Chiefs defenders giving up on Super Bowl Lenny's touchdown run. Or look at Super Bowl Lenny. Wow. Not playoff Lenny. I like it. Or look at Kelsey sitting on the field, shaking his head after an incompletion. I th- did he? I know he did after he dropped that he ball. He is struggling. Yeah, I think he was mad at himself. Look at Mahomes throwing one desperation pass after another on the run. Well, he kind of had to. Yeah. Although that had not worked the whole game. And then look at the Bucks on the other side running one first down, running for one first down after another late in the game with the whole Kansas City defense stacking the box. And the Bucks defenders playing like a touchdown would lose the game when the score was 31-9 late in the fourth quarter. They didn't want to give up a touchdown. No. This is back to him. Best period game period ever. So thank you again. I look forward to next season with my beloved Buccaneers and your great podcast. Until then, happy victory offseason. Not for Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., of course. He starts preparing for the next season by Tuesday. I think that's the spirit. Go Bucks, Dylan. Wow. P.S. I had to write this from an alternative mail account because an address that ends on .de is obviously spam for your filters. I didn't know oh, that, but that's pretty he, smart. This guy's really into it. Yeah, I think I think this, <laughs> this probably is one of our... Uh, that's a great one. Sounds Use like it. one of our smartest re- listeners. You, uh, I'm going to put it in the mailbag. Good. That's too good. Yep, it's great. Uh, honestly, that w- I could have seriously used something like that as a lead oh, to a, a Super great, Bowl story, right? Great. I love the idea uh, that they covered up the bucks yeah. on the ship, and so it was like a stealth thing. Yeah. Nice I wish, job, Dylan. You know, I'm... I'm I'm not happy. We should have thought of that during the broadcast. Isn't that a great line? Oh, my God. It's a great image. It is. It totally makes sense. It would have, it would have been the way. We're what, in our own home waters. What, what a way to open it up. Our ship has been covered up. They don't know it's us. I mean. If the Chiefs, oh. if the Chiefs, if the, if the, the, uh, the Chiefs ship had sailed into, into a certain area where they knew there was a, a Bucks pirate ship. Right. And they saw it. They would have known they were in trouble, but since it was in disguise, they were able to ambush them. That's great. All right. All right. That was great. That I think that's a good place to end it, Jeff. Okay, yeah. Well, you were going to have to tell people uh, when you write the uh, summary that they're going to have to spend a – it's like a part one, part two 
I mean, it'll be all on one thing, but I don't know. We've gone an hour and half. That's okay. It's a Super yeah. Bowl. Okay. If you want to listen to it, you will. Yeah, I like it. All right. So what else you got? Anything? No. That's it? All right, Scott. So when uh, you will be uh, you will be working tomorrow. Um, so when are we going to do another podcast? Because people are probably going, when are you going to do another podcast? So what, what's your thought? I mean, we could do another one next week after there's been the parade and everything. All right. We might you be want, able, you want yeah, to do one more? Yeah, we might be able to do one more. So if you're listening. Come up with some stuff. If you're listening and you want to get your question in or, or give yeah. me another great story I, idea. Okay, here, here's what. Here's what. Uh, Salty Dogs is going to turn it over to you dogs. So you can send all your questions and stuff in, and we'll answer whatever you so want. So we need as many as we can possibly get. Absolutely. Then. So the, the best way to send it to us is email at saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. Don't forget that there's that .nfl. It's not buccaneers.com. It's yeah. buccaneers.nfl.com. Send us everything you can think of, questions. Uh, you, know, Comments, you just want to say thoughts. how happy you were. Yep. Uh, some sort of celebration. Anybody out there that, that listens to this podcast, whether you're, whether you're a person who commonly sends things in or somebody like Brett there doing it or uh, Dylan there doing it for the first time, uh, we want to hear from you. Sure. We'll do one more of these. We'll have the parade to talk about, probably a couple other things, maybe some roster moves as the Bucks have to start getting ready for next year. And, uh, and then we'll talk anything you guys want to talk about. Yeah, and then if we don't get a lot of questions and stuff in, then we're going to become really, really salty. So you definitely want to work uh, or listen next week. All right? Okay. Very good. Since you did, thanks for listening.